Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the Battle of the Atlantic this week with Aaron Schneider's 2020 World War II naval epic, Greyhound. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hey. Mike B. Yes, sir. And second seaman, Nate. Ugh, I'm dying, hello. Oh, fuck that. Fuck what? Redo your intro, you whiny bitch. Seaman sampler reporting for duty. (laughs) Beautiful. There you go. So guys, what'd you think? They all touched the back of my mouth because a fucking throat's destroyed. (laughs) That's what she said. In the Navy. (laughs) This is an interesting one because... uh, when this movie was coming out, I saw the trailer to it, and I was very unimpressed uh, with the trailer and uh, not looking forward to it at all. But um, because the, tra- the trailer was just terrible. I mean, they had like transformer sounds in there and stuff like that. You know, that wop, 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 stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is stupid. But uh, the movie, um, now after seeing it, is actually pretty good. Um, I was, uh, kind of surprised. I really got into it. Um, I, uh, can say things, I guess, that I either don't like or do, but like just overall, I think it's pretty good for what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I saw it and I'm glad it was made. I, uh, I, I, the Navy stuff all looked great to me. I'm not an expert on, you know, Navy equipment and all that, but it all looked really cool. Um, I liked how they were that it seems like the focus was really on the technical side of stuff. Like this was there Tom Hanks who wrote this. I'm guessing he read the book that it was kind of based on um The Good Shepherd and then he probably also read a bunch of other navy books and just went down a navy wormhole and was like I am going to make this like a technical masterpiece in terms of all of how all this was actually done. Um and that was really interesting to see. But uh, I thought it it kind of lacked a little bit when it came to story and all that. But you know, that's just that, that's not it, it. It wasn't terrible in that sense. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I thought it was all right. The talking pillow. The, oh, whoever. Um, uh, let's go down to uh, to Nate there. Get him uh, out of the get way. Get this out of the way before <laughs> my my voice gives out. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> um. <laughs> Gotta pay for your rent somehow. Yeah. <laughs> God damn you, Brian. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. No, uh, kind of bouncing off what Mike A said. I mean, it's it is uh, the trailer is dog water. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why I was wary about watching this. I had, I have, I've seen this before, um, but the first time I had watched, it, I was wary of it because of the trailer, and it it further supported. Um, why I normally try to stay away from any kind of marketing other than like, you know, base marketing um, because it tends to give off, you know, a certain feel. And sometimes that can be kind of, you know, counterproductive to our taste and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but no, um, this movie uh, is very interesting to me because um, I've, I've watched it three times today. 
I think, in the back. One, fu- one, one fully, like, you know, in tuned, and the other two kind of, like, having it on while I was resting because I'm sick with something. Um, and uh, I was actually able to, like, really digest it. And the thing that uh, I think... I th- I'm going to start with the things I didn't like. I don't like about it. I don't like the story. Um, yeah. I-, I think it's very, um, very lackluster. Um, but I understand how do i say this i like the way they they did things i like how they uh took the took us down a path of this story but i don't like the story as something like i felt like i'm 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 kind of all over the place with my thoughts tonight because i really really like it but there's just something that just leaves a bad taste in my mouth and i i think a lot of it has to do with the 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 wolf commander howling over a radio that yeah, that that yeah. really that really really takes me out of it both times yeah, like really badly part I, I understand what they're trying to do with it i understand you have to have like a face but the face can just be a, the sub um but that's the only thing that really kind of bothered me about the story but the story it, it really does feel lackluster and i really feel like it just kind of ends and I understand why they ended it the way. I understand like all that, why how they started it and how they ended it. It makes sense, but it left me wanting more. And I think that's what I feel with this. It's like I'm very impressed with the technicality of it, the the CG of it. Um, the boats feel like Fast and Furious boats, though, which is really kind of bothers me. But that's because of my history. But I also like- have never seen a destroyer going full tilt, so I don't know. Um, mm. But, you know, to me, um, I'd like a little less of that. But, no, I mean, we can dive into it. I'm going to hand it off. But I, I really like it. But there's just something that leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I just don't know how to describe it. It doesn't, like, make it horrible. It just feels kind of eh to me. Not not like not like a middle-of-the-road eh. Just something is just pulling it for me, and I don't know what it is. I haven't quite placed it. But I really enjoy it. It's just kind of feels like fury to me in what i like in movies like there's something that just fury i know it leaves a bad taste in my mouth but i don't know what this one is so it's um. the navy <laughs> god damn it <laughs> it's the navy um yeah the jokes kind of line up tonight don't they mm. so yeah i remember when there were rumors about this movie coming out and they were uh, had a casting call for some destroyer that was landlocked in uh, Louisiana somewhere. And it was like, me and my buddy were like, oh, we should go, but we didn't end up going. And, you know, who knows what could have happened. But I remember this movie lagging for a long time. And, you know, it was going to come out, and then Midway came out, and then it was going to come out, and then it really never came out because of the pandemic and everything. So it was one of those films that kind of got lost. You know, again, there was a shitty trailer out there, but... Because, like, you didn't really know anyone that saw it, you know, kind of just was out there, but whatever. So I watched this movie for the first time this past March. I thought it was interesting. Um, And I watched it again today. And, uh, you know, I was, I used to be a really big fan, or not, I shouldn't say fan, but I used to really into, like, the Battle of the Atlantic. And it was the longest battle of the Second World War. Um, And so many fascinating things happened with it, especially submarine warfare and uh, the Corvettes and just the convoys and everything. Um, so I was really looking forward to it. And, you know, I I kind of have to agree with everyone. You know, it's it's got a lot of good things, but it's also got a lot of bad things. 
And I really feel like, you know, we all want a good Navy World War II movie. You know, we all want the cool technicality parts of that. But we don't want the stupid, you know, Grey Wolf Hollywood kind of, you know, bullshit. All the surface fighting and everything with the subs. It's like, oh, my God. Um, But, you know, there were some really awesome parts of it. And it was really well done at points. And the uniforms were great. I mean, this film really taught me about there was a whole segment of uh, naval gear that was made for the North Atlantic. Um, Because they're wearing the very dark, you know, uh, wools and everything. Um, But we can get into that a little bit later. But no, overall, first impressions, it's, uh, you know, compared to Midway, which came out a year earlier, it's it's a really good movie. Um, It's really about nothing, but it's uh, it's a very interesting film. So. Mike B, you have the uh, the talking pillow. The talking right. Dixie cup for tonight. Yeah, it's very interesting because, like, um, I guess because I focus on the, the technical shit so much, I um, I think this is one of the best uh, films of naval, like, communication that I've seen. And that's, that's a very technical thing. Very, very technical. Of, like, you know, having the guy, like, you hear it on his headset on the talker, you know, when he's wearing the talker helmet and everything. You hear him like relaying as they're saying something. You have to be very skilled to do that. And it's not like whatever. And then, um, you know, the captain, Tom Hanks, he's, he's constantly just kind of in there, like stressed out as shit, not eating food, which is a, they, they made that a thing. And that can really take a toll on you. If you're not eating food and you're in that big of a stressful situation, you're going to start to lose your mind. You have to have food and just little things like that. I was like, that's a good touch. You know, it was theatrical. Yes. To an extent. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I focus more on like the, uh, just the overall communication and like how a destroyer would be acting, um, um, being an escort, uh, a security escort with a, basically a fleet of fucking ships that are supply ships going toward England or to England. And so the whole story thing to touch on that is, yeah, the story was flat, but I think, I think there doesn't need to be a story because this could have been any one of the tens of thousands of convoys that went back and forth in the Atlantic. And so the whole story of like, what are they accomplishing? What are they, you know, all that stuff. I can forgive that. Because the technical stuff is very well done. Now, getting on the topic of the the Germans getting on the same frequency, they're not going to do that because they're going to get spotted or, or heard rather on sonar. They're not going to do that most likely. The unless the the the, the uh, U boat is completely fucked, the surface battles. What are we doing here? Yes, there was a lot of Hollywood shit. That was like, okay, come on. And like them outsmarting them and like, you know, oh, we got them in a crossfire. You know, they're shooting their own ships. I mean, in reality, from what I've researched, and again, I'm nowhere near knowledgeable or an expert on the North Atlantic battle. But what I do know about U-boats is they're very standoffish. They kept their stealth. That was their advantage. They kept their stealth. And they stayed as far away 
within lethal range, but they stayed as far away as possible. And so this was very theatrical in that respect. And again, like, uh, I don't know if it was you, Brian or Nate said like, how fast can a destroyer turn and like all that shit? And like, cause they, they were at like a really steep angle really quick, Brian, I'm almost done, but, uh, they were at a really steep angle and it's like, okay, if you're doing evasive action, I can kind of see that. But like, yeah, it did, there was a lot of theatrical shit. However, the thing I focused on, like I said earlier, was the actual communication on that ship and how fluid and how if some, if one person fucks up, even just a little bit, it can, it can break that chain even for a second or two seconds. And it's like, you have to have constant communication. So, um, I did like that part a lot, but yes, there are a lot of things we can, uh, we can discuss. So Brian. Yeah. Well, we could just start out with the whole like, um, maneuvering thing, you know, with the ship and everything. So the one thing I, I can add for that is, uh, I have read a lot about the battle of Atlantic and a lot more about the battles in the Pacific and a few things come to mind. Um, but you know, like a Fletcher class destroyer or even, you know, like a, a cruiser, a very skilled, dedicated, disciplined crew can throw that motherfucker around like you wouldn't believe. It's pretty amazing. Now, that being said, dodging two torpedoes, come the fuck on. But, um, you know, having a destroyer go so far over in a turn like that is not unheard of. Sometimes you can roll a destroyer if, if the conditions are right. That's literally happened before. So that isn't totally uncalled for. But in the heavy seas and everything, I, I was actually going to mention um, or say that I really did like the parts like where they're cutting through the surf, like where they change course and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was really cool, you know, because that shit does happen. I mean, anybody can look up footage from like uh, cargo ships, you know, the North Sea or whatever and see how fucking choppy it is. And these guys are changing direction in that, you know, and going around and running around and stuff. Um, but no, you know, you could really throw some of these ships if, again, if the crew was good. And um, things like the uh, USS Houston come to mind, which was a cruiser that was in the Pacific, got sunk in the Battle of the Java Sea. And long story short, in the early part of the war, the Japanese had so many planes that they would just throw at ships that it was very hard for the ships to dodge all the bombs, especially because they didn't have a lot of anti-aircraft weapons at the time. Because there was even a fight before the war if a, uh, a plane could sink a ship or a battleship. But long story short, um, you know, they had to use evasive action, like reverse engines, you know, rudder and, and everything, like within seconds, 10, 15 seconds of each other to, you know, dodge multiple bombs and things. And, you know, they were saying if anybody in the ship was holding a coffee, you know, there was none in it by, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the battle. Um, but long story short, you can throw these things around if, you know, the conditions are right and the crew is determined. Um, the thing is, is that, these destroyers were really last used in the 60s, you know, early 70s. And by then they were already worn out and the captains didn't want to throw them around. So the people that really only had the experience of the maximum capacity these ships can handle as far as, you know, turning and speed and everything, these conditions were the guys that served them during the war. And there's only so much footage that exists and stuff. So it's totally understandable that it could look totally out of hand and insane. But again, it could happen. But not for two torpedoes. That's fucking insane. Um, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, I, I definitely, definitely being you know really in 
depth in naval history and all that kind of stuff, given my heritage and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think it's more of the, uh, the cinematic interpretation of how these guys were able to dodge things and do stuff. I have no doubt that a destroyer could turn like that, given the right conditions. And like you stated before, Brian, like choppy seas and everything like that. I, I think it's more of just like when if it if they did it once okay but the fact that it's it's just constant I think that's what I'm I'm kind of my my feeling is about it. This also hits a very particular, um you know, area with me because my grandfather and Brian you had mentioned it before and we had found this out just recently that my grandfather was in was on the destroyer the John D Edwards and was in the Java Sea battle. And I did even more research, Brian, and I found the actual, like, um, uh, note, or not notes, minutes for John D. Edwards during mm-hmm. that. And he was definitely there because we had found out that he got on in February of 42, I think it was. Yeah, he, yep, that was the month of the battle. Yeah, and it was, and the and the battle was from, like, the 25th to, like, the, the second, mm-hmm. first or second of March. So he yep. was definitely there. Um, it was a running gun fight. It was crazy. Going into that, it's like I have a very personal attachment to how this movie portrays, I guess, this. And in terms of jumping off to a new talking point, I did really like about uh, how they kept the whole movie like on the ship and primarily on Tom Hanks. And he primarily was only in the like the, the one part of the ship. So the whole story kind of launches off that one story point. And it's the bridge, Nate. That's what it's called. I, I, I would didn't want to say because I'm tired and exhausted. And I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, the, the place where they steer the boat because I'm just so tired. The poop right deck. Now. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. easier to say than bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's, <laughs> he's he's just there, and um, I just liked I just liked the whole interpretation of showing the story from that point and not going mm-hmm. to go see what Harry's doing, what Dickie's doing, what Eagle's doing. It's all through. Uh, the radio and through you know the signal lights and it's all through that like it doesn't come off of Tom Hanks's character and I do I do appreciate that I think it's a very uh, risky way of doing storytelling I think that's why it falls flat in some areas because you kind of expect I don't want to say gr- more grandiose it's just you expect more I, I expected more I was like wait did they kill the wolf sub because I didn't even see that the first time around because they only show it for like 2.5 seconds and you don't, um, and you can't even see the gray emblem on the gray ship on the gray water. Like, <laughs> you know? yeah, it is a weird uh, kind of uh, area in terms of storytelling because I do like that I, that concept of you know staying on you know with with the character and all this stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it does leave you wanting a little bit more, and not in a in a good way. You know, not in a way right. where it's like you know, oh, it was such a great. It's like, um, and I, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't need For the Pearl in the ending of my movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need that. I, I just, but I just wanted, like, it just felt like, oh, it's over. It's, and I guess, I guess that's how those engagements actually happen yeah, as well. So, like, you know, but it's just. It's funny. difficult because, yeah, the story takes place in a span of, like, what, 48 hours? And um, I, I think it's just, it's like they knew that was the window because the book is, is like that as well. And mm-hmm. um, it's like, well, this is what it has to be. It's like they took a scene from one of the scenes from Doss boat and stretch that into 90 minutes. That's kind of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, what I don't like in terms of this, in terms of the directing, I don't, I wish we didn't have shots of, you know, the, 
going under the water and all the Roland Emmerich type stuff. And uh, I think if, you know, as we all, as, as it's been proven, the Jaws technique works where you don't see what's underwater. And I think if it was like, we hardly ever saw the U-boats, I think that would make it more interesting. Um, I know they're cool. They look cool and all that stuff. And they got those big emblems and shit painted on them. But like, um, yeah, I think it would have been more effective. It's like if you just saw a periscope or something like right. that. I mean, I mean, you don't even see them blow up. So you're technically not even like you, yeah. you don't you don't see underwater like they blow up. I don't think. Um, Brian, go ahead. The only time you surface in a U-boat is if you're really far away from people or if you're attacking at night. U-boats um, very effectively attacked at night because it's incredibly hard to spot a U-boat that surfaced in the water at night. That was a very well-known and done tactic. That being said, this is at ranges, you know, five, six, seven thousand yards. You know, very far away. You mean you don't skirt so, uh, 50 feet underneath the bow guns and, and do, a, <laughs> do a fucking Baltimore drive-by? Only if you have like, to. Like, <laughs> that's why Das Boot is the most amazing film ever about submarines, and it's going to be very hard to beat, you know? Because they just go into so I've much never of seen that. the realities of it. You've never seen Dosh Boat? Nope. Uh, wow. Well, we're definitely going to have to do that eventually. Wednesday. Anyway. We, well, no, we can't do I've it. tried to watch it three before. times, and I get to where they get out of like, the hooker drunk restaurant thing, and they go to the dock. <laughs> and I, I am not I, in the condition to fuck. Yeah, that's like 15 minutes in. And I fall asleep every goddamn time. Oh, dude, wow. you're missing so, so much yeah. good stuff. We'll, we'll have to watch it together. If you just watch it. If you got five more minutes, I think I've gotten to like. I think I've gotten like the camera going down the boat, and like you see a guy's ass, and he pulls up his pants, and he runs down the thing. I think I got that far, and then I fucking fell asleep again. Oh my god! Wow, surprising. Um, I want to give it a shot. I actually like it. I just, I just, we got to not fall asleep. So so. Wednesday night uh, for the documentary, we're gonna watch Wind Talkers. So. <laughs> my favorite uh, so I'm bad. Out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. My favorite I'm so out. bad. It's good war movie. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm out. I, I was I gonna did. say we'll I'm do Das Boot, but no. It's, it's uh, been it's been great working with you, bud. But uh, I'm out. If, if, if that's a stipulation, I'm out. You said the We're W word. I just want to say something quick. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, with the U boats too. Oh my god. Insignia. Insignia on U boats. That's a that's a story in itself. You know, there's a lot of. In submarines in general, I mean, you know, they're submerged most of the time. They rust the fuck. And, yeah, you don't paint shit that's, like, the size of a fucking billboard at the side of your conning tower. Like, oh, my God. And I know why they did it. Uh, because so that, a couple you know, of them did it. And then they're like, well, everyone did it. Oh, my God. You know, it's I'm like, sure again, there's an instance of somewhere boot, in, in you know, the world. Das Boot shows that they had insignia, but it was very small. And it was also on their, on their, on their uniform. Yeah, they had a, the cap it wasn't badge. necessarily on there because like they had a lot of badges and shit that they would have custom made from jewelers on their uniform. Like, yeah, we're we're boat number two five two or whatever the well, fuck you know. What's interesting is that depending on the boat, ninety nine percent or ninety five percent of the time when you're at sea, guys wore like flannels and civilian clothing. It was U boat clothes, and then you your rank would be people a knew you and b you would have your hat on. You know, so mm-hmm. that was a way to tell shit. It was mostly a so, though. It was mostly A. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you, you boat close. And then when you went in the town or got close to a port, A, you, you, you'd find a way to shave and B, you'd put your uniform on, you know, but you boat clothes were just, so when you're like, you, that was our joke forever. It's like, oh, here's my U boat impression. You're wearing a flannel and you jump off a boat, you know, it's like, ah, save me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that's what you boat 
guys were anyway, but they didn't do those big insignias. That, that's just fucked up. But and also, also the, U, the, well, the combat. One thing. Um, so the U five hundred five, um, is very famous. It was captured on June fifth, nineteen forty four. It was a submarine, a German submarine, captured by an American hunter killer team. Um, it survived. It got brought to Lake Michigan, and it's currently um, in Chicago at the Museum of Science and Industry. And it's really awesome. It's you can get a tour of it. It's really cool. If anybody gets a chance to do it, I do it. But long story short, there's some amazing color footage of it being captured because really, really long story short, uh, in the control room of the U-boat, right behind the periscope, there's a thing in the floor for scuttling. And basically, it's for the main um, bilge pump or, or whatever. And you take it off. There's four uh, wing nuts. Take it off, take it up, and throw it into the sea, and the U-boat will sink. Well, this U-boat was abandoned so quickly that the guy just took it off and put it next to it and went away. Well, the boat didn't sink that fast. So the Americans showed up and they're like, well, should we go into it? It was a big story. So after like 20 minutes of waiting, they went into it and it was filling with water. And the guy was like, oh, they put the cap back on it and the boat stopped sinking. So they were able to save the boat and they towed it all the way back to uh, Bermuda. But when they towed it back to Bermuda, they took this amazing color footage of it being towed. And if you look at it, it's so rusty and like fucked up. But they did have green insignia. It was a shield or something. Um, mm-hmm. and it's rusty as fuck, but it's very vibrant. So you could see why guys wanted to have the insignia, but it's not the size of the conning tower. Again, it's probably like, you know, uh, two feet by a foot and a half. Yeah. yeah it's very small. And it's probably a meter by a meter and a half. It's like on so. tanks. Like the yeah. entire side of the tank wasn't, yeah. well, you know, no. fucking that whole thing yeah. is that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's exactly like the Germans in, um, fly boys. You know, all flying the red uh, triplanes and all that. Um, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, we have to have this cool, like, menacing look to stuff. Um, and like I said, it would have been way better if we just never even saw them. I mean, if we just never, if all we we had to go by was their their um, radar and, and all that stuff, and maybe seeing a periscope or something, a torpedo coming. And uh, but that whole thing, I just and I hated that whole thing where he's the the German is on the thing, like saying all this stuff and being and taunting them and, and shit. And it's like, this just yeah. seems so contrived. It does not. Uh, it's, it's very stupid. Yeah. It just, it it's seems very, very, yeah. very like, you know, you know, action and, and, movie. And here's the contrast to the guys that fucking, they would sink the ships and then they'd surface and they would throw bread and food to the guys in the uh, lifeboats. That mm-hmm. happened a lot. You know, that was not unheard. Why of. couldn't we get a scene like that? Yeah, well, no, because the Germans are bad, you know, and it's right, and that's why be horrible. That's why this it's it's really interesting because like the very first scene of this movie I thought was awesome, you know, where it's like the captain comes up and the shit's going down, and it's very just it seems almost like it's it's uh, an actual exercise that's being filmed, you know, like it, it seems very real and all this very technical stuff that seems. I guess I'm not an expert when it comes to this, but it seemed very authentic. You know, like this is how you do this, and this is how you do, it, and that's what this guy's job is for. I love the part where the guy, the talker, uh, sneezed, and he looks back and says, "You do that again, you're being replaced." You know, it's like it just it seemed like a very real kind of thing, um, and I wanted more of that. And then as as it went on, yeah, that whole thing with yeah, the, the, once the Germans entered up and they you know they come up, they surface. There's even a part where when they're going in between the ships where the Germans are out on the deck, like shooting their deck gun yeah, at them and yeah. stuff like that. Like, are those guys trying to commit suicide? Like, I mean, they're going to get hit. Literally. They're just, yeah, yeah. They're just, they're going to get hit immediately. You know? It takes any schmuck with a, you know, M1 or 50 cal or Bofors. You get yeah. lucky. Yeah. You know? 
on the other uh, yeah on, on the other hand though like again the stuff in the beginning was cool it was really cool seeing uh fletcher class destroyers um though with the uh what are they called the the um m30s i think the uh, the the gun because uh, move, most movies love showing like you know the battleships with the triple turrets and stuff like that um it was really cool to see uh you know those turrets with the i think they're called m30s um because yeah that would have been shit that they would have been using so i'm glad a movie actually got that in there right yeah it's cool to see you know everything work together where you mm-hmm. kept saying control fired all different orders and stuff you know what it does right it does really right mm-hmm. but what it you know it really lacks in some points which uh-huh. does blow yeah and so that that hurt because i was like this sh-, and I love the Navy shit. I love all of the, the life vests and the Navy gray helmets and, and all that stuff. Um, and the talker helmets. I love those. But uh, and yeah, they had a lot. And so that shit was like watching porn. You know, I mean, it's really it's cool. it's Playtone. I mean, it's it's Band of Brothers production company. Like, yeah, so they're going to get, you know, you know, you know, you're going to fucking nail that, you know, with, with that in there. A really random tangent, but Michael, uh, for Cape Gloucester, the event that uh, the documentary is based around, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of photos of Marine artillerymen, and they were they, they had two very interesting things for some reason. This campaign, they wore jungle camo, um, like onesies, mm-hmm. and talker helmets. Really? <laughs> yeah, they literally wow. look like space balls, so they're the jungle. That's funny. There's a <laughs> really fucking great ones. There's a really weird photo um, off uh, Omaha Beach of a Coast Guard. Um, uh, corpsman uh, with the medic uh, with the arm but he's wearing a talker helmet i think some, i've seen that one yeah for yeah. some reason um but uh they made like seventy five thousand of them or something crazy yeah that shit was all really cool to see um but uh and, and seeing the equipment being used seeing the radar and the sonar and all that and seeing the the big overlay map with the mercury pens and stuff like that was really cool um but uh, like i said it really felt like tom hanks had just read a shitload of technical books on Navy and was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to write a movie about this. And he kind of forgot uh, that, you know, to put the narrative in there. Cause they, they, they do include stuff with like his girlfriend. Um, Elizabeth Shue is in the movie for one scene. Yeah. They and had to have that love interest in there. Yep. I guess. Yeah. She's, she was on set for a day. And um, so they had to put that, but that, that kind of also seemed a little contrived, like, okay, this doesn't really lead to anything. So I don't know. It reminded me a lot of the enemy below. If you've seen that, it's a 1950s movie, like about basically the same thing, <laughs> except, you know, 1950s. So not as dramatic and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, again, it's, it's a film about a convoy, but not, you that, know, that's what you said earlier. That's the best way to describe it. Like what it gets right. It really gets right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it just shows the show that w- what we all wanted from Midway was the good parts of this, mm-hmm. the awesome language, the at points really good CGI, mm-hmm. um, but too much bullshit, you know. Yeah, just uh, if you do that again, you're being replaced. You know, <laughs> just too much fucking um, well, Hollywood but, uh, stuff. To be fair, like that's you can't have that. Yeah, no, that's no. why I, I said you were out of the room, but I said I like that part a lot where like the, the talker like sneezes and then he goes, You're gonna do that again? He says, No, it goes, well, if you do, you're gonna be replaced. Like that felt very yeah. real, you know. Like that's that's yeah, that's not acceptable. Like mm-hmm. that's because he like yeah, anyway. He has yeah, it was like he missed five or six seconds of information, you know, like every second counts. So uh that shit I thought was really well done. The the other thing too I'll I'll comment on is um you know, it's very early in the war. 
And this was known as the, well, the, the good times were from 39 to 41. In late 41, um, the Brits came out with a new type of search radar where they could use it at night. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. Um, and then there was a second period of good times after the United States entered the war, where basically the U-boats were off the coast of North Carolina and the East Coast and sinking tons of ships. Um, that being said, you know, the amount of U-boats they run into in this is like insane. You know, I mean... Wasn't a Wolfpack 5? Well, Wolfpack was as many as you can get. I don't think there's right. like a certain number. I think it could be classified as a Wolfpack if there's more than like three boats or something. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And they did have Wolfpacks that did operate at this point in the war. Um, and yeah, they were at this point where they, they didn't have, uh, you know, the ability to have air cover. You know, that's why they invented things like escort carriers, which was basically a Liberty ship with a flat top on it. It had like, like 20, you know, fighters for just a cap for local stuff and everything. Um, you know, they were slowly innovating and trying to, to close this area. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it just, it was a lot of U-boats, you know. There's even, again, to talk about Das Boot, there's the one point where they almost run into the boat and the guy comments, there's six goddamn boats in the Atlantic and we almost run into one, you know. It's like they ran into every single boat, you know, <laughs> in the North Atlantic. Yeah, that was, and, that, that, when they had like, a, when they had like the four, I, I liked it when the, the other destroyer went by close to them to chase the U-boat. If you're going to have that, that's cool. But then you don't need that yeah. with the cargo, with the, with the, with the the command, I don't remember the ship that it was. It was like one of the big cargo ships. It's like passing, they're like skirting it and 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 scraping it and all that kind of stuff. It just felt contrived. Too, it doesn't feel authentic. On the nose, cinematic. I think that's where I feel. Mm. Yeah, contrived. Yeah, because because it, it doesn't match the rest of the film to me. I think well, that that might be the bad taste in my mouth. Honestly, it's like there's when, things, some things that just don't add up. When you go sailing, Nate, how many times do you cut within inches of other ships and do that see other thing and collide? To yeah, things, you know, and... if I went that close to a freighter, I'd shit myself. <laughs> no, return to the Indiana Jones real quick. <laughs> I, I love the I love the Morse code, but, um, flashing lights and stuff like that. That was really good. No, it's yeah. Again, technical shit was that most was very of it cool. was good anyway. Stuff yep. mm -hmm. stuff on the boat was good. Yeah, the, the, and that, that's the thing is like what I focused on, like, because again, I know very little to nothing about like naval warfare right. in World War II or at any time period, to be honest with you. But like, um, I was just focusing on like the technical stuff, and so I'm I now that you guys are saying this, I I, I know it, and I'm like, okay, I understand that. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So it's making more um, sense, like in one a macro thing in scale. terms of the writing. So what? <laughs> God damn it, oh, Nate. Nate. What the fuck are you laughing sorry. at? No, Nate's video. Right, sorry. I'll watch it, then I'll say what I was going to say. <laughs> just watch it, yeah. yeah. He'll cut it out. Did you Nate. just upload You'll this? See, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> God damn it, Nate. <laughs> I'm going to link. No. It's <laughs> not why I laughed. I was laughing. I'm like, earlier. what's going to happen? And then it happened. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> <laughs> and Mike B over there is Boomers react. <laughs> He's trying not to laugh. I got I got a half a smile. He's, yeah. like, <laughs> He's gonna cock punch you as you laugh. With all the bombastic music in the movie, why didn't they put that in there? Sorry. Okay. Also, okay. Let's let's talk about that really quick. The sound. 
Every time a fucking U-boat's shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that screeching or whatever. Yeah. Like, Come on, what the fuck are we doing here? The backwards whale fucking noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Nate, um, that's what it is. And scary. The, the, the backwards whale fucking. I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's. Well, I mean, it's a fucking U boat. Yeah, they're terror. Dude, if I was in this situation and I was on a fucking destroyer or a fucking merchant boat or whatever, or a troop ship, I'd be terrified of U boats. Yes. Yeah. I I do I do think they nailed that like to the T like. Oh yeah, they're, no, that's they're, what it sounded like. They're 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 fucked. Like they're fucked. They're literally in, like they're literally like, you know, in a shooting gallery. Yeah. And they show that I think particularly with like the overnight. Is it necessary? I think no, be, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I I just meant the feeling of, of people oh, in yeah, okay. of, of the helplessness of cargo ships. That's sure. what I was and so, Yeah. Yeah. What I what I what I'm saying is like I think if they would have just done away with all that sound. You didn't need a theme every time a U boat no, listing. And just, yeah. just shown showed them. Well, I think it would have been just, more terrifying. Just, just have him on the like, radio and just be like, "Big dog's got to eat." Silent. <gasps> it's silent to these guys. Another well, reason why do. I really like the initial scene is because there is no music or anything in it. You know, it's mm-hmm. just uh, showing yeah. what's going on. I was just going to say really quick: uh, a movie can be um, improved by a score very rarely. Like Gladiator, improved, good stuff. Most films are, I would take away points for the score. Mm-hmm. It, it just takes away everything from the, the moment. It's intrusive, yeah. Um, yes. No, I agree. Um, but there, there are some scores that are, yeah, bone-chilling, but some that are, mm-hmm. you know, that really just like, wow, that ruined it. But um, let's like, just do it right. If yeah. there's yeah. going to be a theme, it better be a fucking kick-ass theme. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of the writing, there is one thing that I do like about this movie, and it's that Tom Hanks' character is kind of an older guy. He's kind of an older mm-hmm. guy who is... He, he's he's had to now that this war started he's had to do this even though he's like an older kind of ship veteran this is his very first time in a situation like this and yeah it's the first time like actually yeah in combat right yeah. so it's like yeah he he's he's fresh when it comes to the combat and usually in all war movies when someone is fresh you know new to combat they're like you know 18 19 20 years old just getting there but i like how he is he's he's kind of older but you know, and, and there's moments like after the first scene when they sh- they sink that first U-boat and he's like, he forgets that he has his helmet on. You know, he forgets that he has it. And they're like, uh, shouldn't you take that off now? Oh, yes, yes, you're, you're right. You know, he's and he's like trying to. Well, he's also like he's also trying to process like we just killed like 30 guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like it's like uh, more than that. Jesus 50. Christ. I think it's 50 per sub or around. That. Uh, I forget. Let me. Yeah, how many, how many were on a, a typical U-boat? Might be seven. That'd be a good number. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, yeah, anyways, a lot of people, it's a lot yeah. of guys. It's yeah. a lot of guys. And um, and that's why he said, like, they're like, yo, we just, you know. He said our, that, he said 50 crowds and goes, yeah, 50 souls. 50 souls, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's what it is. It's like you respect your enemy. Right. Like, if you go into an ambush and you're getting lit up and you end up winning that thing and you count fucking 100 dead enemies if you're like the commander of that and you're still a human at that point, you're going to go, Oh, okay. You know, and it's, it's going to be like, fuck, but you still keep going forward. Right. So that part of the, I liked, I thought that was interesting. And, uh, and Tom Hanks played it well. He did actually very well. Yeah. Yep. What, uh, 
you know, it was interesting to kind of uh, dive into, uh, for me personally, I immediately wanted to research the giant egg helmet. Uh, the, in, in the talker helmet? helmet? Yeah, I immediately yeah. tried, and I was like, there's no fucking Those things way. are awesome. Is that the, the Mark IV is what it's called? I'm not sure, to be honest, what the nomenclature is. I just know them as talker helmets. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I know it. it it's it's, it's well. bigger than like you know the 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 fucking uh, navy ones you see with the. It's the spaceballs helmet. Yeah, it's the dark helmet. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is it. Uh, well, well, I mean, it was, it was well yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's his henchman's <laughs> helmet. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I ain't found shit. I I have I have the ear flapper, you know, one, but I don't have uh I don't have the M3. Like, is that what the M three is? M five. Okay. Yeah, it's the Air Force one. Okay, because the one the Some one I want is the one with that huge one. that's like. Off to the side, as big as Denmark. There's some great uh, images from the Second World War and from the Korean War where there's somehow the infantrymen got those helmets <laughs> and they're wearing Why? them, <laughs> the flappers. I have no idea, but there's one great one. This lieutenant in, this, in the end of the Second World War, he's getting a bronze star, and like you know, he's shaking the hand of a of a major, and he's got one on, and the flaps are up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And uh, I think it was one from the Chosen Reservoir, too, where one of the units was breaking through. The guy's got, like, an MCU carbine and one of those on. It's like, I, yeah, you know. Hey, cuts down to the wind chill. So. I don't know, but for some reason, Navy shit, I always think is, there's World War II anyway, Navy shit uh, is really interesting. Like, all their, hel- their you know, the, the gray helmets and stuff like that. It, it's funny, um, even when in the early 2000s is when I stopped seeing them, I still saw... World War Two helmets and like World War Two talker helmets on the YPP boats the Naval Academy use. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The YPP boats, I don't think. Well, I, I don't oh think no, they use them no. Much. So Nate, with that, um, you still see them because they're still made and they're Kevlar now. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the, the design hasn't changed that. <laughs> no, it has <laughs> not because they look like a penis, right? Yeah, because it it allows somebody to wear headphones like we're all wearing underneath a protective. Helmet. Right. I just, right, I just looked it up. Abs- yeah, it looks a yeah. little different, but yeah, it's basically the same. Yeah, no, they they, they still actually fucking That's use those. Why we call Skin Andy. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that was really cool. Like what they did in this film is like the the guy that's in comms with the um, the sonar guys, like the the guys right below them, but he has to be in direct comms. Uh, he's wearing the talker helmet because he's got to wear big headphones. Mm-hmm. He has to hear it clear as day. Yep. Uh, no, no, I just wanted to chime in on, on just equipment stuff as well. Is that one thing that really, really was impressive to me was the light table. Was the was the, ch- yeah. the, plot, the plotter's table. Yeah. Like, that's, yes. that's super cool. And then it made me laugh because then I was like, that's from fucking Star Wars New Hope. <laughs> they just fucking they just fucking used that. Death Star within range well, of Rebel no, Base. Yeah. Well, let's go even further. Actually, the original like plotting map for the have in a movie that's really cool is Midway in 1974. And it's fucking awesome because they track the whole battle and stuff. And that's one of my favorite parts of it. They actually filmed it in a modern carrier. So it's the it's too big. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's still pretty cool. Maybe it's the same one they brought in to, to do Star Wars. Well, well, I'm pretty sure I mean, it Star Wars was, you know. Yeah, Star Wars well, was heavily military influenced. Oh, I know. Yeah, everything. Well, he would have battled Battle of Britain in space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really got it with some, you know, oh, yeah. SSS and shit. The, so. the, uh, but, but, but that, but that, that plotter's table stuff was really, really cool because it's like, and I like yep. how they held on to the, I like how they held the camera on the equipment because it's so emphasized yes. of how they're finding them. Like the and sonar. when it was freezing cold. Yeah. 
it didn't work well. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah, the, the, and then also he's using a compass, an actual compass. I like the guy who whacks it and opens up the cap yep. to have the compass on the side to gauge where that torpedo yep. came from. I like that. Those yeah. di- those yep. little details like that were awesome. I also loved how they touched on, um, well, like he has like the window wipers aren't working because they're frozen, you know, like I need to get yeah. guys out there to do that. I liked how also in this movie they touched on friendly fire. Um, you know, they did. Yeah, which yep. was which is really cool to see. That's something that again, not go ahead. That, I was oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but not the not the the crossfire. We're shooting both sides of the sub on the on the naval base thing. I, I liked the ricochet friendly. No, that's fire. what that the, the, the ricochet air was like. Yeah. and he goes a friendly, and he goes, okay, it's all right. <laughs> right, yeah, I liked that. He bounced, yeah, that was yeah. he bounced yeah. off the fucking water, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love um, just a little thing too is like. Like with Navy, like etiquette at that point, when he goes, fuck, we missed him. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry about the language, sir. Because he also knew he was very religious and everything. And it was like, okay, we all know the word fuck was used a lot by like infantrymen and like, the guys that were on the ground. <laughs> the but, fuck you on about. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck you on well, like, about. no, when he, when he says fuck, because like it's not widely used in this film. No. And that's for a reason is because, yeah, it's like we have etiquette. We have to, because fuck is. A half a second that takes away from delivering a message, mm-hmm. you know, in that respect. And so, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. He's just like, fuck, we missed him. Oh, shit. Sorry. I, I apologize for the language, sir. And it was like nothing. It was like no big deal. Yeah, he didn't course. even mention it after But that. he's just like, okay. And then, you know, I, yeah, it's just the, yeah, the thing that sold it for me again, I'm going to go back to it, was the constant communication. Mm. The constant just, and the, uh, the XO, you know, the, uh, what's a major, I don't know what, uh, Lieutenant Commander, I think in the Navy, I think it's Lieutenant Commander because Commander is 05, which is what Tom Hanks character is. Mm-hmm. And then Captain is an 06. It's so confusing. About Charlie, like any, the Charlie character. Yeah. Charlie, okay. he's an 04. He's a major in the army, but like, I think he's a Lieutenant Commander. Okay. But anyway, um. Yeah, they they actually get good chemistry too because like he was on board and like on point with uh everything that was going on and he was just Johnny on the spot. Yeah, they were both in and... Band of Brothers. Why wouldn't they have good chemistry? Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well Tom Hanks wasn't in, he just directed He directed a couple of episodes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. If you look in the scene of this thing, he shoots this German guy to back your head with the French prison. That's not him. No. That is no. not him. No. That's him. Listen, no. listen. That's him, Mike. Mike, no. hey, that's him. Mike, Mike, hey, that's him. You shut your mouth so you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did you know that there was all guns at MG42s on Omaha Beach? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just like poking the bear, don't you? Um... <laughs> But, Did they have MG42s and U-boats? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that. Did they have MG42s and U-boats at Omaha? Beach? That's what. So, yeah. like, so Tom Hanks has a has a cameo in Band of Brothers. He's one of the um, he's one of the British paratroopers in that barn at the very back. That's his yeah, cameo. Yeah, at period. the end of the, at the end of the last episode when he shoots the the guy in the head. That's not him. I've heard people say that. Oh, that's Tom Hanks. No, it's not. I've, I froze and I, I, I not, not we're gonna drop this as soon as I finish, and we'll might let Mike talk about what he want because Mike was trying to say something. Um, Tom Hanks. Uh. <laughs> Wait, what? Go, it, go. It's go, Mike not. B. Go. No, Mike B. Go. You said you were trying. Well, to say It's totally off topic. Finish your conversation, you clowns. Oh, I f- I froze in that that frame. I'm pretty sure that's where is she with the C96. No, that's not Tom Hanks. 
Tom Hanks okay. is one of the British paras with okay, the red beret in the hold back on, of the Hold bar. on, hold on, hold on. We'll move on, but I'm going to go look. I'm going to see if I can find it. Not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. Are you I'm talking just... on like when uh when they were doing like um like it's a Crosshandle Mouser episode five? No, it's no. episode nine where no. uh, the French no. guys in like the 1940 uniforms uh, yeah, yeah, come yeah, out and yeah. shoot the German prisoners with this. Which the... is which is also bullshit. I have a problem with that, but we'll yeah. we'll, we'll address that later. When on. we do that show. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and so I've heard yeah, people say that. Oh yeah, that's Tom Hanks. Like no, it's not. Tom Hanks is one of the British paras in the background in episode five. Yeah, he's he's not the French guy who with the with the Mauser pistol. That's not him. But I've heard people say that because I guess the actor kind of looks. What's like what I was him. asking? Episode five when they're doing. Yeah, like yeah, that. with the I, British I, Paris in the bar. Tom Hanks is one of them in the background because okay. he directed that episode. So yeah, that's he like put himself. Yeah, in he's in he's in the British. He's in the British uh, in the barn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to. This is, this is we've gone I've gone way off topic. I just I just was making a joke and then I was like, wait, no. I'm pretty damn sure what? that's fucking there. No, here, I, okay, it's 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 about <laughs> going to, off the fucking rails. Here it is, guys. Yeah, okay, there it's in the it's in the chat on the side. Pull it up. You can see clearly. You can see clearly now the rain. That's gone. not him. It's not him. Okay, no, no. Okay, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm 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 that's I'm back in the Tom fuck Hanks. up. I'm back in what the fuck up. It's okay. No, but I've heard people say that. I've heard it. I I never confirmed it. I thought I remember watching that. What's that, Mike? The uniform is so. I know it's. You should be wearing like U.S. stuff. It's so stupid. Yes, with a French helmet, perhaps. Right. Well, that's not Tom Hanks. That's Jeff Hanks, his cousin. (laughs) Well, you know, Tom Hanks' brother. Tom Hanks' brother does all the Woody voices for like the video games and all that stuff. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Whenever they do like Toy Story uh, spinoffs, it's always Tom Hanks' brother who does them. And his son is fucking stupid. (laughs) Colin Hanks. Which one? The one that's like fucking yeah, like a rapper Col- or something. Like, I'm from the streets. <laughs> oh, Col- oh, you know, yeah, Colin Hanks one, is a yeah. rapper. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's his other son. Uh, yeah, it's his other son. Yeah, okay. Yeah. When daddy has million millions of dollars, you can do whatever you want. Colin Hanks Jesus was a, Bruce. Colin Hanks was a rapper. I would probably take a shit in my pants right now. No, Colin's actually not a terrible actor. No, I like Colin Hanks. He's in Band of Brothers. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Yep, for a very short time, but like it's fine because it's like whatever. Um. He did. He did the role correctly, but like, uh, I've seen him in other things, and like, he's not a terrible actor. Yeah, he's he's good in the in Fargo season one. Um, oh, I forgot. Life about in that, Pieces. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Life in Pieces. I'll have to look that up. But so what were it's, we, it's a it, it's funny. What were we anyway. talking about? Greyhound. No, I was <laughs> gonna say um, the whole battle scenes were they did so many of these like where they were above the water, right? Yeah, the U boats. And they're shooting the five centimeter guns, or the, I'm sorry, the five inch guns, and the forty millimeters and all that shit. They're not going to surface two hundred fucking yards from a fucking destroyer. No, yeah, that, they're not retarded. Yeah, you know, like, good God. So, and also that whole scene where they're up on the fucking top deck. I know you naval, you you maritime people would be like, oh, it's this deck. I don't give a shit. I'm not a sailor. Poop deck. No, poop deck. Yes, is Brian, the poop deck. Uh, they're all the poop deck. Keep going man. through life calling it the poop deck. But so, so when they're sitting there on the deck guns, shooting at a fucking destroyer, I'm like, what are you doing? They're just you're trying That's to commit not, suicide. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like they're not that stupid. Yeah. If they were, if they were surfaced that close to a fucking destroyer, that means they're fucked and they're going, hey, we give up. Mm-hmm. We're done. We'd like you, you know, we'd like you to take us on board and blah, 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 because our ship's fucked. Bam. 
they're not going to be shooting 30 fucking yards at a destroyer. Yeah. With a deck, like a, it was like a three. Brian, what was the armament on those things? Like the big guns, like it was like a three centimeter or some shit, a 30 millimeter. Not that big. Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I used to know Even it. if it was a 50, right? Yeah. I think they were five like inches. I think they were five inches. But I'm not sure. No, no, no. That was yeah. the destroyer's guns. That was the main armament on the destroyer. Oh, oh, you mean like, oh, you mean the U-boat like deck gun yeah. thing? It looked yeah, like a recoilless are... rifle kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was like a 50 millimeter perhaps at the biggest. I'm pretty sure it was like a 37 or a, a fucking something like that. Uh, a 30 or a 37. 8.8 centimeter, 30... Uh, or, or uh, okay, so this is one type of that, that could have been used. Um, eight point centimeter. An eighty-eight. It's one type I, anyway. Um, I saw MG thirty-fours on the deck. Uh, SKC thirty naval gun. Um, so. I saw they were using MG thirty-four guys like all like all to the right of that big of uh, the big gun that's on. Why the deck would you keep a like fucking that. MG thirty-four on your fucking deck that's just gonna rust shut? Yeah. I, I'm you just know? telling you what I saw. I didn't say it was logical. I mean, no, I agree but like, with you. like, okay, so you, I'm pretty you saw sure that. they had guns like that on the. On they the did that, yeah. in the conning tower. They had anti-aircraft guns and P40s. Yeah. Uh, not and, well, uh, they had whole armory on the ship. Flak V, eighty-eight fucking millimeter. As the war went on, they had more anti-aircraft fire in the back part of the conning tower. Uh, they ended, ended up putting a quad twenty millimeter on it. They used to call it the Winter Garden. Um. But yeah, at this point it was 120 millimeter, usually an 88, and then small arms. They, I mean, didn't they have a specific type of like a uh, twin uh, 20 mil uh, for AA or something like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like I said, as the war went on and they had more AA problems, they would. So you know, at this point, would they have AA, had an 88 would, on their on their boat? Yeah, most of the for the whole war, they would have deck guns. 88s. Yeah. They fire. Oh. They fire a special shell. That's what I. Fi- yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SKC 30. There's like, so you want to know the most German thing ever? Mm. There's like a ton of different versions of the 88 and they all have different ammunition. You can't use the, the same type of ammunition or one ammunition for one gun and the other. So there's naval 88s. There's like uh, the PAC 43 is its own 88. Yeah. You can't yeah. use the same ammunition that you use in a Tiger <laughs> or a King Tiger. So it's it, every single gun has its own specific ammunition. Even though they're all 88s. That's like how the Pup Chen and the Panzer Shrek can't use the same ammo, even yeah. though they are like almost identical. You know? Yep. <laughs> That's. So it was yeah. special ammunition. So that ship did get hit with an 88. Yes. Huh. It's a good. They were good size guns. They had high explosive and armor piercing. So. Yeah, so, like, sure. let me ask this. Um, what would they normally use that kind of gun in what kind of situation? Because save torpedoes to, to what sink torpedoes, save torpedoes. Oh, save torpedoes. Okay, you have a very limited number of fish, as they were called. Uh-huh. So you don't want to expend your fish. So you don't have to. So you use your deck gun as much as possible when it's safe, so you don't have to use torpedo. Yeah. Usually, you know the idea is because it's a very older idea. Was you find a merchant ship, you surface, you tell them that you're going to sink them, you make them go in their lifeboats, and then you fire your deck gun at the ship until it sinks. Because shells are a lot cheaper for you and your country than torpedo is. So that was the idea. And it did happen a good deal during the Second World War, where they would use their deck gun to either finish off ships or sink ships outright or whatever. But the way they used it in the movie was totally, you know. They never use it once in Dos Boat, I don't think. 
I don't think they used their deck gun once in that movie. No, but that was a different point of the war too. Remember? Right, yeah. right. Again, this is that was way later. No, I just think it's the beginning of this. I'm just thinking now. I just think it's interesting. Yep. Yep, but no, I mean, they were used, and um, there were some occasions where, I think, I can't remember if American ships had deck guns, the Gato-class submarines. Why am I blanking? Um, but yeah, no, they, they definitely tried to use them again, just saving uh, saving or saving fish. You know, that was the whole idea. So yeah, Gatos did have deck guns. So Americans did use, these submarines did use deck guns. And before I end my rant, um, one very interesting thing is that so the Germans had a very successful U-boat campaign in the North Atlantic during the war that slowly was pushed back due to attrition and new technologies that allowed the Allies to quickly find the U-boats and sink them, especially at night. That was the biggest thing, you know, that nobody could spot a U-boat at night. No human eye could spot the conning tower of U-boat attacking. Um, but radar is not a human eye. So that was a game changer. Um, in the Pacific... The American submarine fleet slowly over the course of three and a half years adopted basic U-boat tactics. So at the very end of the Second World War, um, literally they're doing the same exact thing that the Germans were doing during the height of the, of the battle for the Atlantic uh, in 1940 and 41, attacking at night on the surface with camouflage ships, like literally, or submarines. That's literally like what they adopted and how they're able to destroy the Japanese merchant fleet basically by October of 44, none of it existed, you know, basically sank all of their, their Navy, but it's very fascinating, you know, over the course of time, we learned all the lessons they did and adapted those tactics and they work really right. well. So the problem with a movie like this is that it's not a lot to say because it's, well, the problem you know, is with the movie like this is that you're literally on the same boat. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it there's no other boat we can look at there's no other kind of thing we have no we normally hit to imfdb when something is kind of running slow and we don't have that we kind of did that a little bit just now but i think you know i i, I think i think you know we we dived in a lot of the kind of um talks for like cinematography and story development and character development and i think we're more on subject for the movie than we have been in the past the, the other thing i was going to say was um uh i understand understand why cg was used i understand the reasoning for it i understand i i feel like it's very impressive however when the torpedo skirts down the side of the ship for the fourth time or what feels like the fourth yeah, time yeah. because there's other things skirting side beside the ship four or five more other times that might be the only torpedo I was very much like, okay, like, why did we have to have that? Why could you just have like another near miss or, you know, maybe just, just to the side, not literally bounced off the hall. For me, like, the water effects uh, kind of sucked uh, in terms of CGI, like the boats and everything like that looked fine. But, uh, well, thought, well, water is extremely hard to oh, get, get down it. even now I get for it, CG. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very expensive and it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're attempting to, you're you're attempting to fake something that we see daily excuse me and or have a bunch of um references for it daily of how water should react it's like when we see things that don't react they should the way we think they should in the real life world because we've experienced a boat parting through water or whatever you know in our lifetimes like we know what it looks like and when it doesn't look right it it you can you can spot that like immediately yeah and i didn't see that per se it just it's not as bad as uh the like the 
It's not as bad as like a scene from like the Travolta movie Speed Kills, if you if anyone is familiar with that, no. where he's it's so terrible. Uh, it's, it's he's like this boat racing guy in this this part where he's just boat racing through a storm, and it's like PlayStation Two graphics. It looks right terrible. And it, it just came out like last. It came out like a couple of years ago. Well, like well, like that's that's the thing I find very I do find very impressive with uh, with this. Uh, with with the CG in this is that you know you're having to replicate water yeah, constantly. Yeah. You have to show something that is fully CG going through another thing that's fully CG and expect people not to be like this looks like Play-Doh plowing through another thing of Play-Doh. Like it's impressive, it is. However, I think the shots are repeat repeated. I think the 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 Hollywood esque stuff is repeated a lot, and I understand why. It just I think that's when you need more. I think you hit the limit of staying just on the boat, just with the character, what the character perceives and, and sees. And I think you run out of shots and things like that that are constantly bombarded within the whole movie. And I think you just get oversaturated with it. Yeah. Um, but to me, it doesn't detract from my score. It's just something I noticed going into it. It's like, okay how many times does something have to skirt yeah. just by here's that scene but, if you want to see it it's, oh it's that, it's funny. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it looks so bad what the fuck uh, is yeah. this john i'm just gonna cut it right now because like, it's it, i know you know <laughs> so oh. it wasn't that bad it wasn't as bad as did i just stumble on the sci-fi channel at three in the morning yeah like, <laughs> one of the one of the best cg water scenes i've seen is from interstellar <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, with the, with the yeah, with the wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, it's not a mountain. That's a wave." Right. Yeah. And like the um, that was all CG. Yeah, that whole thing. Even um, the Tars uh, robot was in the water. Mm-hmm. That was all CG. It looked really good. Yeah, and like that wow. was um, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. That was cool. <laughs> Thank you, Michael, but, for that. Yeah. I'm no, I, I I watched that oh movie not God. too long ago. I was like, this is hilarious. As you all <laughs> know, I like to watch garbage sometimes. <laughs> yes, um, we all do. Yeah. The. Uh, just to compare it, Interstellar had a hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget. Ground <laughs> Greyhound had fifty. So that might be the what's the one. what's your deal, Tom Hanks? You're you're yeah, slacking. Yeah. Uh, fifty fifty. It's fifty million for Greyhound. Has anyone seen U five seven one? Not yes. in a long time, but yes, I have. Unfortunately, yeah, that uh, is a, that, such a bad. That movie. was sixty-two million. It was written by the guy who wrote Nathan Go- Fury. Really? Yeah, yeah, David Ayer. Yeah. I have a question for you because we're on naval oh. movies. Have you guys seen the Nick Cage Indianapolis movie? No, that's based no. on the, uh, the the famous uh, yeah Indianapolis. Indianapolis. No, a real PBY was destroyed <laughs> in the making of that, so I don't think the movie is worth it. There's you know? a really. Part, I, I've seen yeah. a scene in it where um, it crashed and burned. There's a scene in it where Tom Sizemore uh, is in the lifeboat with his leg. His leg has been dismembered, and he's holding it like up to his face, like this. <laughs> It's it's pretty ridiculous. I see. I remember when that movie went on cast call, <laughs> and I really thought about it, but I was like, no, because <laughs> you knew what you would. They were feeling it. I, like knew, Florida, I knew what I, it was going to be. I don't, yeah, Nick Cage. You know, that guy um, was uh, from not too far away. The captain of the Indianapolis, from where I live, like twenty minutes away, probably. Uh, do we want so, to go into the final thoughts? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, no hit. IMDb. I, the, we got the the befores and the uh, the at the Mark Thirties. So that's pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. The befores, you mean both? Bofors? Bofors? No, the befores. The befores. It's I, <laughs> I, I, I do like I, I will, and then we'll we'll go to final thoughts. I do like all the practicals in terms of the equipment and the props 
and the uniforms and the life jackets and everything. Nothing screamed that was 1960s. I know Mike, I think Mike B said that once or twice, but nothing screamed at me that it was. Well, also, there's one scene where one of the five inchers, um, Tom Hanks is looking through the binoculars. Mm-hmm. One of the five inchers pops off and it just, all this shit comes back and he, he yeah, he recoils. Yeah. Like, you know, and then he goes back to it and like he's trying to like look through the binoculars. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fucking debris that's going to come out of those things. Yeah. So five inch guns. I mean, five inches is yeah that fucking big. It's a it's a pretty massive shell. There, there's a reason why my grandfather was deaf after a career what? in the navy. Huh? Yeah. Uh, what? What? Yeah. I never met an artillery guy or a guy that was in the navy like on an actual gunship that fired, who was not like 80 years old and been like, ah, uh? yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, why don't you get hearing aids? Huh? <laughs> but I'm like, God Both damn. my grandfathers were in the Navy, and both of them had very large beige earplugs. Earplugs, <laughs> fuck. It looks you know like what there's I mean. a plug in their no. ear. Hearing aids. Yeah. Hearing aids. There we go. They what? Looked like, uh, they looked like earplugs, but they had very let large... Let me tell you about Saipan. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Very large beige earpieces. Uh, so. ear All right. Let's, uh... let's begin. Let's begin. Who wants to lead... Well, seeing as Mike B is part of the ship's detachment for the Marine Corps, I think he should start. So, the fuck makes you think that the mustache? Uh, yeah, not the P-40 <laughs> getting there. By the way, it's getting there. This I can actually see weeks. it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting there, and I'll, I'll it's make like, sure it's, it's like a reverse Hitler stash. There's like nothing <laughs> in the middle. That's <laughs> all the side. Well, it's been great, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Brian, Brian, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Sorry. I Don't make fun of the hair challenge, okay? It's, it's so bad. It's so hey, bad. You know, we all gotta grow. <laughs> we can grow, dude. Oh my god, that's <laughs> okay. So are we gotta finish this. <laughs> I guess we have to. All right, yeah. So my final thoughts are actually it, it's one of those episodes where like I'm gonna be the odd man out because you guys have said things and I'm like, okay. But again, I'm focusing on the the micro level shit, like the the details, the technical shit. That's what stuck out to me the most, and those were so good, I thought, that I can forgive a lot of the other shit. I just didn't notice a lot of the other shit until you guys brought it up, to be honest. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, Here's the thing. is, like, It was one of those films where I was like, okay, good length, hour and a half, roughly, and it just, I started watching it, and I finished it in one fell swoop because it was easy to watch. It was there. It was... There's little things in there, like, you know, again, like the food. I, I love that, because, like, it seemed like every time he would get served food, they would fucking have something happen. <laughs> and it's like, I know how that goes. Like, when you're on the field, it's like, every time you're about to eat, something happens, and you're like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm really hungry, and then you forget to eat, and whatever. Little fun thing. Anyway, so that aside, um, because of just the communication alone, and, like, showing how it actually would have been. And, it, yeah, it was in one general vicinity for, like, most of the film. But the actors all did very well. And they uh, they were Johnny on the spot when they had to be because that's how it is in the Navy. Like, you have to be fucking there. The Navy, we give the Navy shit for whatever because they're the Navy. But, like, when you're in combat like that, the Navy is very extremely disciplined constantly. And... It's because of shit like that that the precedent was set. 
and has been set. It's like, yeah, so um, it should live very well. I don't know. We've talked about most of the other shit that I would have brought up, but um, for myself, like, again, I'll, I'll probably be the odd man out, but um, because of everything I talked about, uh, I'm going to give an 8 out of 10. Um, what the fuck was that? What? <laughs> what? Oh, did you drop the one? What was the loud clang? No, it was my hand hit my giant coffee mug as I was oh, checking. Oh, okay. That is he's a very pissed. large coffee mug. I was gonna say he's pissed. He's he's angry. <laughs> I'll don't worry. I'll I'll get you a case of root beer. Thank you. Oh God, if I could just I've looked yeah, into World War II root beer. By the way, what about a frosty mug of fucking house made root beer mm. on a hot fucking no, that's day? That's good shit. Hold on. Wait. 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 Say that word one more time. <laughs> that word one more time. Fucking asshole. Say root beer. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right. At least, at least you're honest. It's not giving you any ammunition. Yeah. No, I because I, I know exactly where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know root beers went to rut. You know, it's weird. Anyway, nope, the, that, it's, it's the root you. cause of all this. <laughs> fuck you, Nathaniel. <laughs> fuck you and everything you stand for. It's root beer. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> I shouldn't say O words. I'm from where I am, so it's fine. Oh yeah. Ew. I'm from Baltimore. Blow me. Okay, so, so. I think I greyhound. Gray. Gray. What the fuck was that accent <laughs> supposed to be? Oh dear Christ. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, and so this. fucking. Oh. We can do this. We can finish this fucking pod. Yeah, we I can believe do this. we can. So. <clears throat> it is a hard. This, this is a hard motherfucker when you don't talk about machine guns. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ. Okay. I like this movie a lot, um, but I think there's a lot of things that, like I stated before, where it kind of really does bring down a little bit in my eye, where it makes it very... The movie's very fun to watch. I have a a lot of fun watching it um, because it is about a theater and a a mechanic that we don't normally see in film. in this day and age, you know, we haven't had really like a modern other than Midway, which we don't talk about uh, a modern film uh, with the Navy and ships and done well. You know, I complained about the, how the story is kind of lackluster and, and simplistic and kind of ends, you know, abruptly, but I still like it. I still like how it works. I still like how it does. And, um, you know, I, I all in all, I know enough to, to kind of like, you know, really appreciate the detention, the detail, but also know enough where I kind of don't, I kind of get bored of the same thing happening over and over again in the same format. If you're going to do the same thing, try to make it a different, you know, a different uh, perspective and a different everything. But um, I think I am going to give it uh, a seven out of 10 screen Mel Gibson's. I like this film a lot. The only reason why I'm not giving it an eight is for the fucking wolf. And that really is the reason why. Um, otherwise, I think I'd be right up there with you, Mike B. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, biggest eye roll. <laughs> the fuck is going on? I, made a I just tried to do that as I was exhaling. Vape. Oh, again. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, that was stupid. Why the fuck did I try to do that? I should have just exhaled first. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, 
yeah, I really can't add too much to what you guys have said. You know, it's um, for what it is, it's a really good movie. You know, there's not many things like it because um, it's it's very hard no matter when you're making a naval film to make a naval film. You know, um, just look at Jaws, how hard it was to film in the ocean. It's next to impossible to make things go the way you want to. So you have to, especially today, you have to heavy rely on CGI and everything. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's good at points. It's annoying at points. It's a letdown at points. But overall, it's, it's a it's a story about a guy trying to shepherd, you know, his convoy through a very dangerous place. And it achieves that and it does it very well. And it shows a plethora of, you know, weaponry that was used during the Battle of the Atlantic. So, um, you know, that being said, it, it did have annoying Germans. You know, I'm not going to reiterate because we already talked about that. Um it had way too much surface fighting. But the biggest thing for me that really killed it was I love the way that they were able to communicate like very technically, but all the other dialogue just seemed like shit. Like, especially there was one scene where they had the ricochet, like went through the, the cabin and the guy like standing on the other side of it, like they can't see anything because you're inside of a, you know, a conning tower on a destroyer. You really can't see anything through the portholes. He knows that the round bounced off the water on the other side of the ship. Like, really? You know, they said too much at points. And I know why they did it, but it's a very cheap film trick, you know, and it's just it just makes it look weak and it shows. So that being said, um, I'll give it a seven out of ten. You know, it's it's watchable. It's interesting. And at the very least, if it gets you involved in wanting to learn more about it and gets you to watch good films like Das Boot, um, you know, that's what matters. But uh, yeah, it's it's solid for what it is. I did hear, I don't know, I didn't confirm this or look it up and have time, but I heard that there was a second one that they were making. Greyhound 2? Um, what? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. So, you know, this, this time with more monsters. Greyhound um, 2, this time so it's I, personal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. This Son time Greyhound. it's personal. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very interesting <laughs> movie and it's it's worth a watch, you know, for what it is. So... That being said, uh, what do you think about it, Seaman? Talking to me? Uh, okay. No, no. <laughs> Nate already went. Yeah, Nate already went. It's, I'm the one who's left. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Fucking fox stick is a thing. Why am I the one? I'm not a Seaman. Yeah, um, but uh, it's been a long. Yeah, I know you're not a Seaman. You're <laughs> now. How about what do you think about it, artist? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, <laughs> there you go. You know. Uh, Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, as we said, a lot of stuff that was done re- well, and it was done really well. Um, I liked a lot. Again, it's funny you kind of you kind of um, hit the nail on the head again with talking about the way it's written and stuff like that. The technical stuff is very precise, and that that was the shit where I was like, "Damn, this is really cool." But then when it came to like movie dialogue, you know, it was kind of like B movie ish. Um, so yeah, that kind of shows where it's like, where the priorities lie for, for Tom Hanks and the director. It's like, you know, technical shit, technical shit, technical, technical shit like that. They were really, really, um, trying to nail all that. Um, and they did a very good job when it came to that They It's just, they did, they put all their eggs into that basket. And, um, so yeah, that, the other stuff, like what we've already, it's already been said. Um, I, uh, really did my my least favorite part of it are the u-boats again i it would have been so much better if we never saw them 
uh, and just completely keep the camera above the water the whole time. I don't need these Roland Emmerich torpedo shots and all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that, or maybe you just see it once because he does get damaged and needs to surface, and it's just that one dude. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry. But like, yeah, and then the, the whole radio thing, like that was so stupid. Yeah, I, I was like, what is this really? Um, so that kind of, that brought it down, but, uh, performances were good. Tom Hanks did a good job as he usually always does. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he did, he, he really, he did a fairly okay job with writing the technical stuff for this script. Um, I just wish he had done a little more storytelling in it. Um, but, uh, so I think I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Uh, not, not terrible, but, uh, I'm glad I saw it. And, um, I'll probably check it out again. The, again, the, the Navy stuff in it looked so cool. Like I loved all the, the way it all looked and stuff like that and the equipment and everything in, inside the ship. And again, like I said, it's really cool seeing the, um, uh, you know, the, uh, what, what kind of class of ship is that? I just said, well, the, the, the Fletcher. What's that? The Fletcher. the Fletcher. Yeah. The Fletcher. Fletcher. Because like most movies, like I say, they love to show the, uh, you know, the, um, the Nevada class and stuff like that with the triple cannons and everything like that. It was cool to see the Mark thirties. Um, so yeah, that stuff was all really cool. But uh, yeah, six out of ten. Glad it was made, but uh, you know, strive to do better in the future. The, there were there's there's two things I want to say with the final bit for me is that I really wish that this was not finished during COVID. Mm-hmm. This is the height when it's released in July of 2020. Everything was shut down, and at home workstations were not finalized yet. Big companies did not want that to happen. I feel like a lot of little things could have contributed to how this movie ended up um that being said um i watched it three times i could watch it three more times to still enjoy it it is a very very interesting film with how it's done i really like what mike a said with like i really like the on boat stuff i really like that i really 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 like that and the pacing is digestible you can really digest it and i really like like even now it's like i might go to bed with it on actually you know just to watch it again um but it does suffer from the things that we've all stated um but it's it's really good i liked it so the the one thing i would do want to mention i did forget to say before i will say the score is one thing that i thought was really cool that i is only one other film i could think of that had it in it it was pearl harbor of all movies but having an african-american stevedore thought that was really cool and a very mm-hmm. neat touch because that was a super huge part of the Navy back then. Um, mm-hmm. There were stevedores everywhere from submarines to aircraft carriers to destroyer escorts, whatever. You know, they were they were served all the time and you really don't see them. And it was neat to have that little touch, you know, just showing that it's not what people think. I like <laughs> how they Navy, showed you know? I liked how they showed him getting into it, helping loading the guns and doing all that yep. stuff. Yeah. I really like mm-hmm. that. And then also yep. uh, he got he got fucked mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. he got he got mm-hmm. killed, and uh, the captain was very upset about that, like very upset. And it's because it's like yeah, you see this this guy every fucking day, and um, who's trying to yeah, carry I mean, you constantly looking out? Yeah, for you. and it's gonna fuck with you. And I, I did like the way too, like that when they were doing the burial at sea, the first two guys slid off relatively easily and then all of a sudden the third one they had a problem with because they said uh he's like completely just whatever because he got hit hard probably and it's like it took like a few tries and then they like had that little detail and then 
you see uh, the captain's face, and he's just like, <sighs> like, fuck. That's why they would, tr- experienced crews, as fucked up as this says, would really make sure the way down the, uh, the <coughs> yeah. they would mostly use empty shell cases. That was the big yeah. thing. Yeah, and that was the thing is like, because he was, you could, you could just tell like whatever they did for the prosthetic, like in the bag, like it was, it, 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 ugh, it was just pieces, yeah. you know, like. And so that, yeah, it's like, that was you a get, really good touch. Yeah. You get hot meals, showers, and clean sheets. But when the fighting occurs, it's like, it's ripping through your fucking home, you know? Yeah, These exactly. things that will, that will kill you and spalling that will kill you and maim you. And, you know, it's like, when you think about direct naval gunfire or mm-hmm. indirect or whatever, it's just like, yeah, it's, you're in a steel coffin. Yeah. Well, now, now that you, you say know? it was an 88, like, that makes a lot more sense. Because, like, an 88's a oh, yeah. big fucking round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's and, got a lot um, of punch. Whether the these combat are, itself was was accurate or not, but like, these are yeah. these are rounds made to kill ships, and they're point blank. Yep. So, on, in reality, honestly, it's probably worse than what we see in the movie mm-hmm. because yeah, sure. you know the like proximity and everything. It would do that yeah. at a thousand yards. So right, you know, exactly. like, yes, point blank, so, you can only imagine. Yeah, it's it's insane. But um, I did like that that whole thing when they were paying tribute and like they had the O threes out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, early war. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah well, why did they, they have an IMFDB? They could, but, but they get, because they have the rifles in it. Yeah, they had. They had, they had yeah. Once again, the task is falling upon you. I Michael, guess I got to do it to make it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Do it. So they would have had front sight hoods on there, though. By the mm. way, that was the thing. Those yes. pancakes look no, good. That, by that the was way. the thing from World War One throughout. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't so, know why so, the fuck they just didn't like make them that yeah. way. I never understood that. I'm like. Why the fuck? Because it was a separately issued piece, but it was on your packing list, and it was like a, a, a regulation. It's like, why don't you just fucking make the sites hooded? Anyway. anyway, so putting all the scores into the computer that will tell us how long it will be until we close the pit, we get a score of seven. So cool. that's good. Yeah, you know, again, it's definitely a yeah, watchable a film. film. It unfortunately suffers from a few things, but overall, again, it's watchable. It's very good, and there's not a lot of things that are like it. Yeah. You know, there's some older things that are like it, but there's nothing like it in the last 30 years. That's the thing is, like, so. if you want to know about, like, how Navy um, banter and, like, dialogue was on ships during combat in World War II, it's a great film to kind of check that out. And, like, because everything's repeated, everything's done, it's very, very quick, um, and all that stuff. And I think they, they did that very well, and that's why I had the highest score, is because of that alone. The other issues, yes. But what it, yeah. What it, it you know, as you were saying earlier, what it does well, it does really well. Exactly. What yeah, exactly. It doesn't That's do well, it, it doesn't. And, you yep. know, to end it, it, it's best to to quote one of the, the not good moments. Good morning, Greyhound. Do you think you have slipped away from this gray world? No. No, you're you going not. to die today. You will not. Yes. Oh. Women will cry. And they will beg for mercy. Oh. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook youtube and instagram pages if you want to directly support our work make sure to check out our patreon 
All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out. Damn filthy Canadians poisoning my air. It's okay. All right. I'll shut the fuck up. I'm dying anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, just wait till we do the outpost and you have to say the title. <laughs> cop Keating. There you go. Well, oh, fuck you. Cock. Cock. Cop cock. Keating. Cock. Cock. Yeah. Cocks my mind. Here you're a yeah. cock laster, you know? Fucking. Yeah, you gotta say cock. Otherwise, it don't fucking make sense. Clock Loster. Clock Loster. Anybody here from Boston? <laughs> clock Lobster. It's. A... It's a cock lobster. I'm from Saudi. We're here from cock lobster. I'm here, yeah. cock lobster. How are you doing? Cock lobster here. <laughs> I'm gonna pull Jesus. that. Out. Let's forget um, about I, that, and I'll I, pull I, that out like you know, <laughs> 6 p.m. on Saturday. Right. So as yeah. we're digging in, like everybody yeah. hates each other. Like, hey, we're here, cop lobster. You hey, from Boston? You got a cop lobster? Cock lobster. The warning still stands, Brian. I yeah. got a photo machine. Let's take a cop lobster. You know.